Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I come before you today with this message of dire importance. Lately, each movie we make costs about as much as a 10-year-old used car would cost. We save up for a few years and then spend it all on our newest movie. Of course, these movies earn us almost nothing, but it's so much fun. I'd rather have a bunch of movies than a bunch of used cars. Can I come over and watch Ricky Farley with you tonight? The film you're about to see contains scenes of shocking river beast action, which are definitely not for the timid. Welcome back to Don't Let the Moturn Cast Get You, a podcast dedicated to the films of Charles Roxburgh and Matt Farley. A slight change-up in the lineup for today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy Matt as usual, but there's no Stephen or Calvin today. But we've got our great friend and Moturn Media fan Vaughn on the podcast today as we talk about 2021's Metal Detector Maniac. The letterbox synopsis reads as follows. Two songwriters investigate a local weirdo. That's it. That's that's the entire premise. <laughs> and boy, does the film deliver on the premise. So first of all, welcome to the show, Vaughn. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm great. I'm excited to be here to talk about this movie. So what is your like history with Moten Media or like your exposure to these films in general? Can you give us like a, a just a rough intro to where you're at with these these guys and these films? Yeah, I think I've gotten through about five of them now. Um, mm. and I think this is actually the most recent one that I have watched. Okay. Um, started, obviously, with River Beast, as you guys mm. introduced I that think. to me. Mm. Um, and then Local Legends. And then now I've been kind of keeping up with their new releases as they've been coming out. And mm. got the uh, the Blu-ray for this one. And it is one of my favorites of theirs. It is just fantastic. So you said it's one of the most recent ones you've seen, so no magic spot then, or do you mean it's the most recent one you've watched? The most recent one that I've watched, but I have seen Magic Spot as well. Oh, okay, right. I was going to say, like, you need to just end this recording now and go watch Magic Spot, if that's the case. But, um, yeah, and the three of us have some interesting Moturn-related news in that, yes, listener, all three of us will be there. We'll be there on the big day. We'll be seeing Boston Johnny in person yes. <laughs> as we all attend the Moturn Extravaganza 2023 uh, next month in May. It is going to be one for the ages. Uh, I think we'll be covering it in some regard. I don't know what. It might just be like little phone recordings, post screenings of um, Boston Johnny and the surprise super secret sequel that um, maybe some of us know what it is, but maybe we're never ever going to tell anyone until seconds after the title hits the <laughs> screen in that cinema. But it is going to be amazing. Looking forward to that very much. Of course, there's also a concert attached to that too. Oh yeah, concert and beach party and just get, get to meet all your favorite stars in the flesh. I'm going to shake Kevin <laughs> McGee's hand if he's there and I'm going to... Um, come in my River Beast cosplay and all sorts of fun Moturn related gags. But today we're talking Metal Detector Maniac. And so Vaughn, you said this is one of your favorites you've seen so far. Yeah, I, I really love this one. Um, mm. And I think re I just rewatched it um, moments ago. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it cemented it as one of my favorites. I think Local Legends kind of has to stay as uh, my mm. number one, but I think this is a pretty close number two. I just really love the way that it kind of Similarly, I think to Local Legends, it kind of weaves um, Matt's kind of own life into things and, yeah. and mixes it with this just wacky tale of investigating the local weirdo. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's because the last one we did was Heard You Got Married, and they were they were filmed very close together, and obviously um, released around the same time and on the same Blu-ray. And it's sort of like a companion to that first film. There's some of the yeah, uh, like paranoid paranoid thriller execution, but there's like way more of like the traditional motenisms, the jokes, the comedic foibles, and generally a more like light-hearted approach to uh, this film. I'd say uh, Heard You Got Married has some like strange and weird sinister undertones whereas this one it's mainly played for just like gags and i love it yeah that's really a pretty similar plot in the sense that uh metal mm. detector maniac is what her she got married is trying to trick you into thinking what it is yes the, yeah, absolutely. yeah yeah um but yeah it is very much farley playing farley as he's wont to do uh but he's he's in the academic world um and i love that there's this this scenario where um <laughs> Uh, uh, Farley and Roxburgh have uh, mentioned the uh, Chris Elliott sitcom Get a Life many times as an influence, which is the story of like a grown man being a paperboy, um, and obviously that is very influential on them. And it just makes you makes you believe in these worlds that can exist, like these academics who teach songwriting in this very lackadaisical approach and work in workshops and things like that. And they just have the the ability to roam around and have a sabbatical to write an album. It's right. like it's it's rooted in some sort of traditional reality, but there is no music school that I know of that would, <laughs> that would operate in this sort of academic way. And that's just so such a fun starting point for these guys. Would you call yourself yeah. a musicologist, Jack? Uh, no, I did work with some musicologists and ethnomusicologists, but um, no, I was more of a technologist at the time when I was working in, in academia, but it looked a lot better when Matt Farley and Scalzo do it, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> I love this the, the the class that they're teaching in their garage too at the very mm. beginning and like them just basically kind of teaching the Motern method to uh, all of these students. <laughs> yeah, you got like surprise cameos from people like Peter Kaplowski, who's like a massive Motern fan and uh, helped them get like under some radars out in the film fest world and all this that and the other, which has always been good. Um, uh, this is a longer like Motown film, but I feel like it's so just like condensed with jokes and ideas that just moves so rapidly for me. Yeah, it definitely feels like it kind of just generally follows their kind of methodology. Like it does feel in a way like it's kind of just they're kind of playing it out as it goes along, like the, mm. in the way that they write their songs. And I like that it kind of becomes this sort of musical where they're just telling the story <laughs> through the songs that they're singing in every other scene. Yeah, the interstitial moments where, like, they're sort of reflecting on the previous scene and just sort of singing about it in this improvised style. Like, there are moments where you can see Farley kind of break character because it's yeah. so obvious that in most of the songs, he is just, like, riffing on the spot. These are not, like, pre, pre-written, pre-recorded materials. He is just making up a song uh, about, um, <laughs> what is it, the... Um, Oh, my favorite ones. Obviously, Citizen Sleuths has got to be up there um, with That's some of the Motown one. classics. Um, an Odd Duck Yourself, Quack Quack, Odd Duck. Um, <laughs> Odd it's a great, great. stakeout, great stakeout song. I'm a big fan um, of Weed and Howard Did It over the newspaper. Howard yeah. Did It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Art Weedenhauer is such a, a great antagonist name. Um, so just like verbose and so um, at play with linguistics. It's such a Motown staple at this point. I like how big of a villain they make Art Wiedenhauer, but he basically barely <laughs> appears in the film at all. Like he's there at the very so beginning good. and then only shows up again at the end. It's it's, it's just so fantastic. Good. I because I think I think 
uh, the, I watched when these first came out on Vimeo or whatever. I watched them in very like pro uh, proximity to one another, and I, I leaned towards "Heard She Got Married" as my favorite because it was more of like a more serious Motown movie, yeah. you know, a bit more uh, um, weather worn Matt Farley and this, that, and the other. But re-wa- I rewatched with you, I think, last year, yeah. back end of last year. Of your you watched for the first time, and I forgot just how funny uh, this movie is and how fun and playful it is. And um, rewatching it this afternoon, still laughing, still had a smile on my face. Um, it just it, it plays tricks on the viewers in the same way that Heard She Got Married does, but then like pulls back the curtain towards the end in this like hilarious reveal. And obviously, spoilers ahead. Uh, just go watch Metal Detector Maniac. It's a fantastic movie. But if you have seen it, um, the ending stuff with the the prison, um, them just yeah. seeing the jail cell, like the last episode of Seinfeld, it reminds me of, where they're just trapped in the cell. Um, it's just such a such a perfect Motown movie for me. It's just so much fun. Right before the yeah, such- prison scene, the animated court scene where they're sentenced. Yeah, the sketch yeah. stuff. Stroke of genius. It's so like. It's so new and so fresh. I don't actually know. I haven't. I didn't read the, um, or I, I haven't uh, listened to the commentary track yet. But I don't know who did the uh, illustration stuff. But it brings such another another dimension to this movie that maybe has been lacking in some of the other stuff. Not like detrimental in the other stuff. But yeah, it's, just it's a great like little another touch. dimension. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, damn, these guys really can do it all under one roof. Yeah, I assume it's like they probably couldn't get like a, a set for a, a courtroom, but it's such a it's mm. a great way to do it instead, like as an alternative. It, it makes it so much more fun and creative. Well, they're pretty flexible um, with so how it's... they use sets anyway. I mean, all those uh, meetings yeah. with the professors yeah. talking about sabbaticals just in a library. Yeah, in like a public <laughs> library or something. Yeah. <laughs> like you could just see like all the books on the back shelves and the Dewey Decimal System. Fantastic. Um, so let's go through our regular uh, Motown checklist to make sure this is a Motown media film. Uh, we've got several scenes involving basketball, obviously. Uh, we've got a brief cameo with uh, obviously Kevin McGee, definitely filmed in his back porch because <laughs> um, obviously he's not traveling far for it um the charles roxburgh cameo um sans glasses doesn't wear his glasses in this so i had to squint and was like is that charles roxburgh fantastic as this um like public access tv host um a swave of songs obviously uh piano and guitar what else is missing what are the staples of these motor media films at this point the cameos that everyone looks out for is there any shirtless farley in this one no, not in this one, but uh, I did see a recent tweet saying he was filming a scene for the the super secret sequel and he had to take his shirt off oh, and I'm okay. like, what is what is going to happen in this sequel? Um, we've got um, Skizzy. <laughs> the, Skizzy's the, a great the, character. <laughs> uh, the like piss guardian of the river. <laughs> it's just a very, very strange inclusion. Big fan of Junior and, Beef. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, know, I don't know what Junior Beef is. Can someone in America land please fill me in what Junior Beef is? Is it like a burger? I, mean, or like... I don't know if it's a real thing. Like, is that yeah, like an artist? I think they just made up for the film. But... Oh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, that sounds real. Yeah, it definitely so could be. Like, there are like... Whopper Juniors. There are... Um... Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, Junior Beef, it just sounds like, yeah. <laughs> Some sort of like delicious Arby's menu item or something that I've never heard of. We'll, we'll look it up, and when you're in the country, we'll go find a junior <laughs> yeah, we'll beef search. or junior <laughs> beef pilgrimage. <laughs> Matt, I know you're listening. Uh, please bring uh, junior beef for me to the show. Um, while you're singing for ten hours, I will I will sit and eat my uh, junior beef. <laughs> yeah, Skizzy Skizzy's such a great character. I love the 
the little like touch of that storyline where the whole thing is that he wants them to pee by the river and when they discover the girls at the end they're like did he ever ask you to pee by the river and they're like what no <laughs> like, oh, that must be just a guy thing <laughs> it's such a strange little add-on to this world I know. But it just adds another like underline in the comedic arsenal of they've got uh, tricks. great so excuses funny. to get out of it saying they sweated out all their fluids I just, I I would love to be a fly on the wall when like Charlie and Matt write these scripts over like Skype or Zoom or whatever they said they do, and just coming up with some of these weird little turns of phrase and little story ideas, like the idea of pre-writing, being a musician and going to write music. But you know, you've got to get out and experience the world first. You've got to be in your pre-writing phase, and often that just consists of playing games of basketball endlessly. Yeah, there's some there's some great of the there. To, um, cornerstone like grammar exploitation stuff in this one as well. I love mm-hmm. it the near the beginning when they're initially doing recon and he was, he's like, let's do some recon. He's like, ah, reconnoiting or whatever. Reconnoiting. Their insistence on calling all these young women coeds. Yeah, coeds. <laughs> yeah, it's such like. Uh, like a throwback for like seventies like beach party movies or something, which obviously they are want to uh, reference in many many aspects of their films. The uh, yeah, the metal detector maniac himself is played by um, what was it? Is it Chris Peterson? Chris Peterson, who's you know very subdued role in comparison to uh, heard she got married, but Mister Wiesenhauer is a very fun entity that lurks at the corners of this movie. He obviously uses his metal detector. And then goes to like the local like trinket stall and has his own like part yeah. of this art artifacts. Yeah, arts artifacts. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like such an innocent thing, but I love how sinister they make it, and they're calling the mm. the owner of the store the fence and everything. Yeah, the, the like the front <laughs> for this like mischievous business, um, and he finds this medallion um, <laughs> once owned by Councilman McGee, obviously, and. Um, he gets the store owner to pose with him or like go for the the photo so he doesn't look so suspicious which makes him even more suspicious and it's just another thread that leads Matt and Scalzo on their their perilous journey to uncover the truths of the metal detector maniac so the first time you watched this did you think that uh, this metal detector maniac was in fact an evil doer. I think so. I, yeah, because once we get to the part with the twins in like the basement, I'm like, oh, this is the this is the massive reveal. This is the grand reveal of he is he has actually like been this malicious entity this whole time, um, and it plays in the same way of like heard you got married, where you get to yeah. that point in the story, and obviously this diverges a tad because they end up murdering <laughs> this man who is very innocent. We murdered a man based mostly on a hunch. Is one of the <laughs> lines of the song they sing uh, in the prison cell towards the end which is very very funny yeah i think that's what's so so great about it is it's like it all they were right the entire time about pretty much everything but since they've mm-hmm. been documenting all of the crimes they've been committing the whole yeah. time it's like well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is just so funny i mean like the plain closed officers um like jim McHugh and, and oh, the yeah. gang there are just like turning up and being like I, what are you, what are you guys doing? This is just this, stop stop this. And what is it? Um, they keep calling. It was like let's call the cops every single time we have writer's block, <laughs> just, I, which I'm a big fan of. Just pestering law enforcement every time you need to write a new song. Um, it's great for inspiration. 
on the um the locksmith is a is a great touch as well on the skeleton key <laughs> like yes and, he, yeah, and he, yeah. he's, he's so concerned with how locksmiths could just be breaking into everyone's houses all the time <laughs> he's like i can't believe this guy's not doing it <laughs> but the locksmith is an honest man he's, yeah, but anybody can he's get also one a delivery guy keys. you don't need a locksmith license <laughs> a locksmith <laughs> license <laughs> yeah the the part where they're reading the um uh, the poetry book and there's the knife in, in inside and it's a sort of oh, yeah. a twist in the tale how did this man get inside Has he planted this knife is this a malicious threat what's going on here the knife in the in the metal detector might be my my favorite little little touch. <laughs> a little visual <laughs> a visual motif there um and then there's that like uh, the the town concert hall that they they build towards throughout the film. Is that like a is that a Ganza or is that just like a local concert they filmed at? It feels, it's yeah, got some Ganza energy well. to it. Uh, well, thinking about when this would have been filmed, like yeah, it would have been filmed in 2021, I think. So I guess like mm. could have had a. It kind of timeline could have lined up, yeah, because it looked like a, a nice local one. Part of me hopes that they're filming a, a third super secret film <laughs> and they need some concert footage for when we go down in May. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah, because I mean, there's I also concert get... footage in what is it? Hershey got married. That's part of Hershey got yeah. married, and then playing like the in like the wedding venue or wherever it is. Like, uh, oh, wonderful. Do you think Weedenhauer committed all those crimes that they uh, accused him of in that song? None of the crimes. I think he. I, <laughs> I think I he firmly believe he was a, a rather innocent man that has just got caught up in the the paranoid delusions of two professors who definitely should be working towards their academic careers rather than just uh, <laughs> goofing off in Matt's basement writing uh, fun little improvised tunes. <laughs> Um, and speaking of the music, this was uh, did, did Chris Peterson or was it Scalzo did the like the electronic soundtrack for this one? Um, I can't remember. Let me have a look. Sounds like Scal because it sounds similar to like the Magic Spot score. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's, it, it's Scalzo. Farley always has a very um, like signature sort of sound to his. Yeah, um, I'm on the yeah. But the music Scal- Scalzo great, yeah. one. Yeah, Scalzo did Slingshot Cops, Metal Detector Maniac, and Magic Spot. You know, oh, and the uh, Moto Media Christmas Special, of course. But yeah, it's like this like uh, warped sort of like rusty synth score that still has like the upbeat, um, like joyous melodic content of a, a typical Moto movie. Um, but yeah, it just feels different, and you know, it adds to this strange yeah. investigative world. It doesn't go full. Like Hitchcock thrillery, like the uh, "Heard You Got Married" score is quite dark and dismal yeah. and um, sinister such mood and tone there. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas this one, it's more playful. Um, it's silly, even though the the general like throughline of the film is investigative. It's always silly and playful. Yeah, it's still a good like counter to them, like to play against when they're playing the the songs and they're much more upbeat and energetic. And then you've got mm. the the synth score is is a, has a little bit more of that sinister energy to it when they're outside investigating as citizen sleuths. I don't know if the uh, the vinyl is still uh, available <laughs> for this one. Um, I think it was the only one they ever they ever published in vinyl form, but it might be sold out. Or Matt's got all his copies in his in his basement somewhere. Maybe they'll be on uh, sale. There's that part. I was going to say like how many how many t-shirts can we end up buying um uh but there's that scene in like matt's uh, basement or wherever where he's got all like that pile of like unsmoothed sold <laughs> cds and i'm like you know that's just like that's real that's just real oh that's yeah matt farley has just backlogs of like the very interesting man 
uh, a very interesting singer man or the man who sings about poop and pee uh, anthologies throughout the decades he's just got backlogs and backlogs trying to shift so matt i'll take like a thousand of those off your hands when i see you at the at the ganza in may uh, don't worry about it yeah i love that it still has the through line of them introducing their music to every single person they come across and inviting them to the concert <laughs> Yep, it's just consistent, you know, art imitates life, imitates art. Um, the, the line between Farley and the characters Farley plays is ever blurry. Like, oh, yeah. he's just constantly himself in these. <laughs> I think that's, like, what makes this one so much more fun, is it does, like, blur that line that much more. Like, yeah. I do love, like, the, the Heard She Got Marrieds, where it's it's got mm. that. It's much more, played more, more seriously, but this makes it so much more fun when it, it feels yeah. like it blurs that line. And you can see where he's just coming through. Um, yeah, the, those ones are very much like them writing more for characters rather than for them. Like there, are, there is parts of Farley's persona in in the character in Heard She Got Married, but in here it is basically just like a documentary yeah. of them goofing off and having fun. Uh, it reminds me of the uh, all the songwriting stuff with Kevin McGee in um, which one was that? Was Obtuse that? Todd. Todd or something? Obtuse Todd. Excuse me, how dare I get the name wrong? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just I, I, we said it before on that episode, and I'll say it again here. I could watch like hours and hours of documentary footage of Farley just like riffing and songwriting in this format. It's just so fun. Yeah, like you said earlier, like the riffing stuff is is so much fun. Like you said, when you can tell that it's not really mm. like scripted, and he just like actually is yeah. like coming up with stuff on the spot. Or I know I mean, that's what it is in the movie too. I mean, right? These characters, yeah, exactly. writing songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to see what like didn't make it into the film, like what's on the cutting room, what was left on the cutting room floor of them just like riffing and trying to make songs on all the different like plot threads of this film. Like, um, is there like a, an arts uh, antiques part of the the songwriting course? We never know. So I need to release the Snyder cut of this where it's like eight hours long uh, with like Peter Jackson restored uh, Beatles get back footage throughout. That'd be so funny. Okay, so Stephen's not here, so we need to find a uh, some sort of parallel between Metal Detector Maniac and the works of Hong Sang-soo. Yeah, so but I'd say this is sort of like it's the like you know it all <laughs> to Hurchi Got Married's day he arrives. I think, <laughs> uh, which is there. fantastic because I have literally no authority on whether to know if that's correct or <laughs> <Me> like, <laughs> whatever because I've still not seen any. I refuse to watch any Hong Sang-soo until I've seen all the Roxburgh and Farley films that are ever going to be made. You've seen the so whenever snail. they. St- I've seen the snail uh, when he won the, the was it the golden the silver bear the golden bear award or whatever it was the was it the Venice Film Festival or whatever it was, um, but yeah I refuse to watch any Hong Sang Soo movies until he either a collaborates with Moten Media and Shock Marathons <laughs> or Charlie and Farley stop making movies which I hope never happen. <laughs> I guess our next effort has to be we have to get Hong Sang Soo to the next Moten Ganza. We, what we don't know maybe he's part of the secret sequel i can't reveal oh that you're one. right I really i know. really can't i may i'm sat on this pile of knowledge here knowing who's we gonna signed be the ndas to introduce. Like we'll be sued for millions yeah, yeah. If we we're gonna be sued yeah, so you'll end up in your own courtroom sketches <laughs> exactly oh, yep. the courtroom sketches are so funny <laughs> i need to find out who did that um I'm just going through the trivia of this film because that trivia is always wild. Uh, the character Skizzy, 
as played by uh, Brian Fortin, is based on an actual person who the filmmakers met during the making of one of their earlier movies. He popped up from behind a fence at a park and said exactly what the character says in the film <laughs> in regards to pissing in the river. That's so, amazing. Matt, I don't know what the hell happens in their <laughs> local area. I definitely need to check out the, uh, the Gold Ninja video uh, commentary track because they're absolutely... Um, full of little trivia tidbits like that and i just could listen to these guys talk forever about their movies we can just walk around some rivers out there and they'll the just guy. So, so, meet our own skizzy so, yeah maybe we'll become skizzy who knows yeah do we have any like final thoughts on metal detector maniac as a as a moturn entry here so i think this is like if you're a fan of matt farley the musician this is mm. uh first yeah. the best movie of Yes, yeah, yeah, like his musicology. Like there's local legends, mode. but that's like half documentary, right? And it's also like half advertisement yeah. for Motor. <laughs> oh, yeah, half advertisement, uh, okay. it's a full yeah, okay, advertisement. <laughs> uh, th- this one's more of a straightforward narrative feature with him in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think you get a lot more like full songs in this one than, than local mm. legends. Like I've just... With all those scenes just, of them just like riffing, and there's all the songs are so great. I was gonna say, yeah, like there's like there are some very silly songs in Local Legends. There is also some very like personal, like his his like no joke songs. But in this one, they're all just like very well written, well thought out, comedic, um, like joke songs, but not jokey in the way they're executed, just in the content. Um, I yeah, think so much fun, and so like it's so additive because really they're all through the narrative. Yeah, really catchy. Like this band, like of academic musicologist professors who write very simple like jingly <laughs> music is just so funny uh citizen sleuths again one of the best songs ever written and the stakeout duck song are my go-tos i wish this was on spotify matt if you're listening please record the entire thing in full again for me um and i will uh, listen to it endlessly well, the mastering could take a couple of weeks alone so <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything to plug? Anything to plug other than if you are listening to this and haven't already secured a ticket to A, see uh, the uh, Moturn Extravaganza, meet your local legend heroes like Matt Farley, but you can also meet the uh, members of the (laughs) Don't Let the Moturn Cast Get You podcast. One of the, I'm going to say it here, the most successful podcast series breaking down the films of Charles Roxburg and Matt Farley. Um, But the other thing, anything we also got to plug? I mean, Vaughn, obviously, I'm thinking of spoiling things that you do on the regular with our good friend Stephen who is not here because he's uh, lazy or something uh, we recently jumped on with, yeah both you Jack and Matt as well yeah yeah I, I was on for uh, John Wick recently Matt last one was on was Babylon yep. I think you were yep, on that's correct two very good movies um anything else to plug uh, the stacks obviously uh, the twingeeks.com obviously Anything else? We anything else in the pipeline? How to blow up a pipeline? Uh, I don't think so. I think that might be it. Might be a short one today because we haven't got Calvin or Stephen to throw in some art house points, but that's fine because we've got our Hong Sang Suisms and we've got Vaughn's uh, triptych knowledge of the the Moturn Ganser world. Want to sign us off on? I don't. That's see. I was. I knew we were building to this, and I was like, I don't want to take the role. I don't want to take the Calvin role, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tell all of us right now. (laughs) 
Thanks for sounding sexy on the telephone. Um, this has been Don't Let the Motor and Gas Get You, uh, Metal Detector Maniac. Pick it up from Gold Ninja Video. It's one of the best Blu-rays you'll ever buy. Um, stick around for Boston Johnny. Next episode, we will be doing Magic Spot, right? Is Magic Spot the next yep, one already? The last one. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Then we're caught up. Um, so, yeah, Farley release like six more movies next year please <laughs> never stop like a, a limited netflix run or like uh, an amazon prime series we need to we need to get more media until we um end up just reviewing every album that you've ever written which is something that we're getting dangerously <laughs> close to having to do but uh until next time this has been don't let the motown cast get you and thanks for sounding sexy on the telephone <laughs> god damn it calvin god damn it Charlie Roxburgh, you're so talented You are a very good movie maker You're the director of lots of great movies Like Freaky Farley And Slingshot Cops Charlie Roxburgh, you're so good with a camera You can get lost of shots done in one day yeah oh my goodness Charlie Roxburg all time super duper talented movie director Charlie Roxburg you are a kind and decent human being oh Charlie Roxburg genius man Charlie Roxburgh yeah yeah yeah